Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Welcome along to our second episode of the extortionate price of a fish pie. So lovely to have your company, isn't it, Kath? It is, as always. We are the most unlikely pairing you're probably ever going to come across. Who knows how we work, but we do. And if it's not broken, don't fix it. We're a bit like sweet and salty popcorn. Shouldn't work, but it really does. Hang on a minute. Are you comparing us to a weird food combo? Always. Now, we want you to imagine... That we're all together in a sophisticated wine bar. We've got the beautiful music playing in the background. We're hoping maybe you have a drink to hand, your favourite tipple or a nice big cup of tea. What have you got there, Kath? A gherkin and a gin and tonic. I mean, life is complete. In episode two of the podcast, you need to expect more confessions of the revealing kind, actually, I would say. Well, you know, I feel like we're amongst friends and a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah, you might need to listen with your hands over your eyes and your fingers in your ears. That's what you normally do when something bad happens look in my experience if something bad happens close your eyes and if you can't see it or hear it happening then it doesn't exist but this involves my bottom cheeks this confession oh yeah oh dear also we've got another word for the week challenge and of course our survival guide tip learn from our many mishaps and together we can work out how to do this thing called life that's the plan isn't it Kath? well you know i mean we're winging it so if anyone's got any tips for us as well that would be really handy <laughs> now we are on episode two of the extortionate price of a fish pie and you might be asking yourself what is the podcast name all about why would you call the podcast the extortionate price of fish pie when it could have been anything else in the world yeah it could have been two friends one of them revealed their bum (laughs) it could be or Kath and Amy they're slightly sweet but also a bit salty there's so many names we could have come up with but yeah it is about a fish pie well there is a story behind it and when we feel ready when we feel the time is right we may just divulge it all in good time all good things to those little naughty people who wait i have to say i'm not ready yet to let i'm not either no no i'm not either i feel we may get judged too early there's no wonder with the things that we do i need to ask you you have gallivanted off into the i want to say highlands it's not the highlands no nearly the lake district for my 44th birthday which is very depressing happy birthday Thanks. Did you like your birthday present? Not really. Are you serious? Yeah, carry on, move on. Wow. Just move on. So, the Lake District, come on, give me the highlights. Lots of mountains, lots of lakes, lots of really good food, nice horse that I rode. What else do you want to know? What else is there to know? Really massive bed, like literally I didn't even know that my husband was in the bed, it was lush. Oh, that's perfect. So I want to get, I think it might have been a super king size. The further away from me he is, the better. So come on then, did you have have that mint cake that's famous at the Lake District. No, I'm not a mountaineer, am I? That's if you're like stuck on a mountain, I think, and your blood sugars are going through the floor. And did you say at least a hundred times a day, wow, look at that view. Yeah, probably more than a hundred to be fair, because it is stunning. And the hotel that we stayed at, Fact Fans, was where Paul McCartney proposed to Heather Mills. Wow. And look how that ended up. Yeah. We're not going to go the same way. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I hear you ask, what did I get up to while you were away? I didn't ask that, but what did you get up to while I was away? I'm not really bothered. <laughs> I tried to find some quiet places to go where nobody else was. They're your favourite sort of places, aren't they, Kath? 100%. And I found a wood, which I thought this would be lovely to go for a little walk in. You know, it was a hot day and the trees were creating beautiful shadows on the floor. You're rolling your eyes at me. What's wrong? Well, you're trying to be poetic and it's... <laughs> <laughs> is it not working no not really but carry on my love <laughs> the branches were crunching underfoot you meant the leaves were crunching underfoot not the branches yeah branches and leaves and anyway i found my way down to the river babbling brook how am i doing <laughs> yeah you've set the scene for oh, sure good. and then i realized we weren't on the path and that the path was way way above us very very high up so you were lost no but I decided in my infinite wisdom that I wouldn't follow the journey I'd just gone to get down to the river and that actually I would climb up the bank. Why would you decide to do that? You are a munchkin. You are two foot one. How did you think you were going to get up a bank? And I had flip-flops on. Oh, what's the matter with you? Why do you think like this? It was a disaster. No. I got stuck halfway and my husband, David, nearly had to go and get roped. Are you joking? No, but in the end, I managed to climb along the ledge that I found to get to the path. But it was really dangerous. I think I might have nearly killed myself. So your husband was going to have to go and get your four by four, attach a rope to you and drag you up the hill. Why don't you think rationally? No, I I don't. Why? I thought it would be a shorter route and I thought I could make it. Flip-flops. I thought I could make it. Wearing flip-flops. Wearing flip-flops. Well done, you. Thank you. Yet again, Amy spoils it for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This leads me nicely on to the confession. I think that needs to happen sooner rather than later. If you're going to do that, then we need to have a fanfare because what is a confession without drawing as much attention to it as possible? And what is life without a fanfare? We've discussed this. Nothing. You need a fanfare to follow you everywhere in life. Yep, absolutely. When you come out of the loo after a prosperous visit (laughs) when you've got dressed in the morning when you're having a gin and tonic when you've pruned the trees whatever it is fanfare okay so without further ado here is said fanfare do you feel like you have something to get off your chest i definitely do what a shock my jeans have all ripped during mm. isolation. I think it might be the weight that we've all put on, you know, but oh, these issues happen. I'm happy to confess about this. No holes barred. I'm going to just get it out. It's going to make me feel a lot better. Get it out of my system. I think it's like ripping a sticky plaster off, isn't it? Get it off quick and then don't prolong the agony. Yeah, and I hope that maybe it might make someone feel a little better about their life or maybe you'll sympathise because you are just like us, completely disastrous. Maybe it'll just make you smile. Maybe you can learn from our many, many mistakes. And this is definitely one that people can learn from, I think. Really? Yes. So come on, Amy. You know what? It's so nice to get it off your chest. And frankly, there's quite a lot of chest for your confession to come off. This week, it was all about the jeans. My jeans had holes in, haven't been clothes shopping for months and months. So my husband dragged me to a local supermarket, one that was just about to shut. So we knew it would be quiet. Face masks on, in we went. And in this particular supermarket, the clothes, are sold upstairs it's on a mezzanine is that how you say it i can't believe you actually pronounced that right so i was looking at these jeans now i have to tell you this particular supermarket sells incredible 
jeans. What do you mean? Well, it's like they're made for Superwoman. They fit any size. They fit you if you bloat. They fit you no matter what. They hug you. And they're so comfy and stretchy, made from stretchy material. They're genius. Where have these been all our life, I ask myself? (laughs) I was asking myself the same thing. Wow. But slightly unsure on the size I should get. Fair enough. So I thought, you know what? I know there's no changing rooms, but I'm going to have to try them on. So I got two pairs, varying sizes, as you do. I got one on, and it was definitely too big. So Mm -hmm. off they came. Tried on the smaller size, and it fitted. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. Like Cinderella with her shoe. I just couldn't believe that they fitted. I was like, look at me. I'm in a smaller size. This is all good. And it was all good until I tried to take them off. I knew there was a big until coming. I asked my husband to stand in front of us, you know, so that people walking up and down the aisles wouldn't see us. Yeah, didn't need to see see there's some things you don't need to see but I forgot that my backside was pointing towards the mezzanine so all the shoppers below could see what was going on oh no well as I carefully peeled the jeans from my legs what did I do I mean you can probably guess I revealed a whole bottom cheek to the shoppers below not just a little bit a whole bottom cheek you're going to be banned from there now you know that don't you people won't be the same if they saw no because like I said there are some things you don't actually need to see so my little pearl of wisdom would be don't ever try jeans on in the middle of a shop especially when stood on a mezzanine no I don't think many people are going to need that pearl of wisdom but you know I'm sure someone out there probably will so well done you it's a public service and i apologize to all the people that actually haven't come out of their houses ever since kath and amy they're a little bit wrong but oh so right Now, if you could see us, we are recording this podcast in a conservatory and we are melting, aren't we, Kath? It's ridiculous. It's akin to being in the back of a meat wagon, you know, like a police meat wagon after you've been arrested. I've always wondered what it must be like in the back of them. Well, wonder no more, Catherine, (laughs) because now I know. You are looking particularly hot, I have to say. Thank you. You're fanning yourself. I'm having to have four cold showers a day at the moment. (gasps) I think it's menopause, mate. I'm 44 now, you know what I mean? My childbearing days are long gone, thank goodness. I'm now entering into the next thing that we have to cope with as women, menopause. Brilliant. So you're fanning yourself. I notice you're wearing hardly any clothes. Very ripped shorts (laughs) with my thighs hanging out of them. And am I bothered? No, not really. I'm hot. I've stuck to your chair. You keep putting your gin and tonic down your chest. I I just can't stand it. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to cope being in here, to be honest with you, because it's just not funny. Well, it's a little bit of a tedious link. But it does lead us nicely on, doesn't it? You know how much we British love to talk about the weather, or what I mean by talk is, in brackets, moan about the weather. Yeah, we do. Well, a new story this week has opened my eyes to what we all need to be eating in the hot weather. Okay. What would you suggest, Amy, if it's boiling? Ice cream, ice lolly. I'm trying to think other really cold food. Iced coffees. Oh, yes. No. No, well, that's where you're wrong, mate. What? cold stuff apparently makes your body overcompensate by increasing your core temperature it's just a cruel joke isn't it i don't understand what you're saying to me hot soups stews cups of tea and coffee are the thing to consume in hot weather apparently because once consumed they raise your body's core temperature and make your body want to cool down by sweating well what about us people that don't like sweating i don't like sweating 
So are you telling me that when you walked into my conservatory to record our second episode of the podcast today, I should have made you a hot stew? Yes. A veggie one, obviously. A veggie hot stew. And yeah. instead, I've given you a gin and tonic. Yeah, I should have had a hot stew, a cup of tea, a coffee for afters, and I would have been absolutely fine because I'd just be a grease spot on the floor because <laughs> I'd have just sweated myself away. I'm sorry, I'm not sure how I feel about that study. I, I'm not buying into it, to be honest with you. Give me an iced cream any day of the week. So next time we're all moaning about the heat, go out for a bolty or cook a chilli to cool yourself no, down. thanks. Who wants to make a stew? I could only just cut up a bit of salad at the moment. I am not going down the the stew path i'm not so that's our favorite news story of the week because every week we want to bring you one of our favorite news stories from around the world something that has made us smile and we really hope it makes you smile too. well it hasn't made me smile it's made me angry which has made me in turn hotter in other news this week over lockdown kath and i got very excited about growing things we didn't really know what we were growing we didn't know how to do it but we both gave it a go in different ways i got my husband to help me make planters which i've noticed coming in here today are now empty one's empty oh dear yeah you've done your usual same as me dead dead as a dodo my tomatoes didn't work and you're not meant to be able to kill tomatoes you can i did grow carrots so have i mine still look like baby's fingers at the moment oh leave them in that's what i found i keep pulling them out and putting them in again (laughs) that's not gonna work (laughs) they're purple ones as well they're purple (laughs) I think they might not be going to grow now because when you've pulled them out, you've pulled the root, haven't no, you? No, I haven't. They'll be all right. So hang on a minute. Rewind. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. You have grown a purple carrot. Yeah, get it right. And you have stuck them back in the ground again. Every now and again, I've pulled them out, see how they're doing, and then I've put them back in. I think the key is that they're purple, Kath. I didn't want carrot-coloured carrots. Are they getting bigger? I don't know, because I've been away. I'll pull them out when I get home and have a look. <laughs> But I did feel like Mother Earth when I went out with my Tupperware box. Children, I'm going to get some peas for dinner. How many peas would you each like? Yeah, my peas worked as well. My peas were amazing. They were exciting. Sweet and succulent. Rather like me. (laughs) (laughs) Kath has got really into this gardening malarkey, haven't you? Yeah. Now I'm feeling like I want to broach a subject that I have broached with you before that you've completely just poo-pooed. My mind is boggling. I want an allotment again now. I think we should get one to share. Oh no, not this again. Yeah. But I don't want to have an allotment. I don't you like do. gardening. You you do because you also went down the lockdown, going to grow my own produce. Admittedly, some of it didn't work, but that's probably because you didn't have enough room for it. Now, and if we had an allotment, don't interrupt me. If we had an allotment, we could have all the room we wanted. <laughs> I kill things. So do I. We Let's kill, kill things together. We kill everything in sight. Let's just try. Now, if you were suggesting some sort of place where we could grow and make our own wine, I'd be up for that. Babe, we live in Cornwall. We're not going to be able to have a vineyard. And I can't wait that long for them all to grow and then be fermented and then trodden on. I need wine, you know, nightly. So you, <laughs> you need to tell me how you're picturing this allotment to be. Just lots of... Get your old potatoes that have got seed, you know, the eye bits growing out on them. Chuck them in the earth. Grow more potatoes. Grow some more carrots. Grow some broad beans or whatever they're called. Get some bamboo. We can grow what we want. We can even grow pumpkins. We could have a shed where we just sit and look at our allotment in our little deck chairs drinking gin look at the things that we're killing look at the things we're attempting to grow let's try and be a little bit glass half full Kath, I don't, I just don't want to. Do you know what? It, your attitude is really disappointing. It's more about the shed for me, actually. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I want a shed. 
You want a shed? I want a shed that we can sit outside of. I do like the idea of that, I have to say. Yeah. And in the winter, we could just have a little open fire going with some cocoa in a tin kettle. <laughs> what film have you been watching recently? No, this is all out of my own head. <laughs> a worrying place to be. Yes. At the best of times. But we'll discuss this when I've taken you out of your headlock. Okay, that's fair enough. Every week, we like to bring a challenge, and that is the word for the week. And we've got a drum roll. I to love a drum roll. This. Oh, yes. Love it. So, Kath, without further ado, what is the challenge and what is the word for the week? The challenge is to slip this seamlessly into conversation. Don't draw attention to it, Amy. Don't do anything else. Just slip it in. <laughs> Give yourself a high five. An internal uh, high five. An internal high five. And move on. <laughs> now, this is a word that Amy is... Basically, if you looked it up in the dictionary, it would have a teeny tiny picture of your face next to I it. I have to say, I'm feeling slightly insulted during this podcast. No. But anyway, go on. The word for this week is bumfuzzle. Oh, bumfuzzle. It's a nice word to say. Say it again. Bumfuzzle. Bumfuzzle. I dread to think what this means. It's a simple term, Amy, that refers to being confused, perplexed or flustered or to cause confusion, which is you on an hour to hour basis, yeah, not even daily. No, fair enough, it is me on an hour to hour basis, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Bumfuzzle. I reckon that's an easy one to slip in, yeah. don't you? So take the word, imbibe it into your very soul and get on and do it. Take up the mantle. Now, as we're drawing to the end of this beautiful podcast... All good things have to come to an end. Sadly. I know. Kath has... A little tip for us. It's a survival guide tip. Now, we do life pretty badly a lot of the time, as you can probably tell. We scrape by, don't we, Kath? (laughs) We wing it by the seat of our pantaloonies. (laughs) And if you're anything like us, any tips that you can get your hands on, you take and then you forget them. But hey, you know, we're trying. We're trying to help us all get along in this thing called life. And you know what? I have heard that the Great British Bake Off is going to be starting again. No. I don't know when. I don't know how. I just know it is. So this one ties in quite nicely, doesn't it? This tip that you've got for us all, Kat. I tell you what, I've dug deep for this one. Okay. Yeah, and it is an absolute beauty. So for your survival guide tip of the week this week, this is about keeping your cake moist. I hate that word, Moist. I hate it. Moist. (gasps) There's not many words I don't like, but I hate that word. You hate the word moist. Stop it. It's like someone dragging their fingers down the blackboard. You know how important it is with the cake to keep it moist. It's just awful. But no, it's right. I, no one likes a dry cake, you don't do like they? A cake that you have to put custard on to be able to eat. No, or stick some cream on. No. No, you like it to be nice and that word you say. Moist. Oh, I hate it. Come on then. So what's your tip? To keep your cake moist, no matter what the size, to keep it fresh, fragrant and moist. My tip is eat it all in one sitting genius thank you so just eat it in one sitting just stuff it in your cake hole (laughs) (laughs) thank you i've got something actually i forgot to tell you which i think you're going to find quite pleasing oh i'm intrigued well for a few months now (laughs) Uh we've had a car alarm going off where i live and it's driven me insane 
Okay. Insane. I've been in bed thinking, why can't they just turn the car alarm off? It shuts itself off after a while. Oh, so it's going off in the night. It's going off day and night. Oh, no. It's driven me mental. So I went out the other day to go and get in my car. And I thought, oh, I can hear the car alarm. And I was looking around thinking, well, whose car is it? No idea. Got in my car. I thought, I can still hear it. Drove off down the road. And I thought, I can still hear it. It was my car. So let me get this straight. For months and months, you've been getting angrier and angrier with your neighbours because a car alarm's been going and off it's through been the night. Me. And then you were driving. It didn't switch off. I got halfway down the next road to ours and I thought I could still hear the car alarm and it was mine. I had to get out of my car, turn the engine off, lock the doors, unlock them, get back in again, and it was fine. So it's your car. It's my car that's You're been the doing culprit. it. It's me. <laughs> I mean, how pathetic is that? I've been like, I don't know whether to go door to door and just ask people if they could just listen out and switch their alarm off. But it's been me (laughs) the whole time. I've now disconnected said car alarm. Do you know what? You've taken my showing the world your bum cheek and you've raised me. I do try. So thank you so much for joining us this week. As we always say, we're in this thing called Life Together. So let's be kind to each other and we will continue to share how we survive life. And hopefully you can join us for our third episode of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie for much more of the same. You know it makes sense. Amy, it's time to say goodbye. Toodle pip. Say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone. <laughs>